Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian. And today, we're going to talk about races in Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy role-playing game. Now, it's not my intention to talk about the subject of racism around it as much that people have been discussing recently online. If I do address that, it's probably going to be after I've done perhaps a little more research and looking into what people have been saying, but I've heard some interesting takes on that, and I'm not going to uh, be dismissive of what's been said. I will, I will before I address that, I would take it seriously and kind of hear what's, try to seek out a few more sources. But I am going to talk about races. I'll start with another thing on a side note for the podcast. I'm trying to say um less when I'm doing this. And I'll probably catch myself doing it during this episode, but I'm going to try my best to cut out the ums. So, jumping into the actual content of the episode, races. Right now, I am playing a game called Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. A third edition is coming out soon. I think they're just calling it Hyperborea now. I have the first couple editions and we've been playing that. I'm not the dungeon master or game master in that. I'm just playing my character, Logar the Barbarian. That's where I got the name I've been using on the site for. It's my Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea character. And it's very much rooted in worlds of Robert E. Howard and certain forms of pulp fiction like that. Swords and, swords and sorcery type old style pulp stuff that influenced people like Gary Gygax. It leaves out a lot of the Tolkien elements of fantasy that tend to be a tradition in traditional Dungeons and Dragons, D&D type fantasy role-playing games. And those Tolkien influences are, are, are the hobbits or the halflings, the elves, the dwarves, all these ancient races that Tolkien had. I, I, tend, to, I tend to not be as fond of them. I think I do enjoy them in a classic game of D&D and Dungeons and Dragons. In certain elements, they can be fun. And I've played elves. I don't think I've actually played a dwarf. I believe I've played a halfling here or there, but I've played some elves. I play mostly humans when I play. Right now I'm playing an elf in our old school essentials game, which is really interesting because that's a game where race is class. If you're an elf, you're just an elf. You're not an elven fighter. You're not a you're not a dwarven cleric or anything like that. You're just that one one race as your class. You're the elf is the oddity out. And one of the reasons for that is because if you're playing an elf, you're gonna get more than a regular human would get. You're kind of part fighter, and you're also a magic user. You can cast spells and do other things. So they add that mystical element to the elf themselves, making them more versatile of a character. It also takes a lot longer to level up because of that. So it doesn't throw everything, as they say, off balance. Now, I have modeled my character, Devlin. Devlin's my elf that I play in Old School Essentials. And Devlin is a scrappy little feller. I kind of modeled him after some of the old farmers and rednecks that I knew growing up. Wiry little fellers with big muscle veins popping out of them. And crazy head of red hair. Really unkempt. Leaves sticking out of it. He's a wood elf, I say. 
And uh, he's a vegetarian because he grew up in the woods. He doesn't eat animals. He, he forages for his food. And I've never been as fond as the idea of these Tolkien-esque elves who are majestic and glorious, tall and beautiful. I thought, I'd rather play a Keebler elf. I, I think I want to play a, a Christmas elf type character. So I like the idea of elves being a little different than the regal, powerful you know, what, is a, what does a Keebler elf look like in Dungeons and & Dragons? And growing up in my little fantasies, elves were more akin to fae, creatures that were out there. And I, I, I kind of like elves being different than that, than the direction D&D has taken them. The Christmas elves, a newer idea. I, I did a little reading on the Wikipedia and stuff before this on elves, looking at a history of them. It's very wide and varied the different the different myths and stuff that elves come from but one of the things is that that really the elves and dwarves that we see in dungeons and dragons are primarily this newer rendition or vision of them that is highly influenced by tolkien now i like i like astonishing swordsmen and sorcerers of hyperborea because the only race you actually play in that game is a human if you're going to run into an elf or a dwarf it's a non-human creature monster thing. Now, going beyond the fact that, you know, in D&D, there's a few traditional races we were used to. At some point in times, there was the half-orc. The elf was very common. The dwarf, the halfling, the half-elf. And then there was, was always, sometimes you'd see a gnome pop up. And gnomes kind of seem to mirror more close akin to what I picture as an elf could be in a lot of sense, but it's not really going into that fae, but that's a discussion for another time. I'm not a fan of gnomes, I'll put it out there. Perhaps I could be persuaded to like them. I'm going to redirect in the fifth edition, and I'm not sure when this started. I know that during the third edition, a lot more player races and classes started coming out, a plethora of them even more than any previous edition. And certain races got appended or added uh, to the player's handbook as core races, those being the tiefling. I was used to the tiefling being something that was just in Planescape, something that made that setting unique. And then there was the half-dragon. And I've got a book on my shelf from second edition that had the half-dragons in them, but it, it never, we never, actually I've never ran that campaign or those books and we never delved into playing dragons and half dragons and stuff in our campaigns. So bringing them in as core races was a, is a bit of a change for me in the way that I see the game. Kind of throws me for the loop. Now, when you're introducing races as player classes and player characters, we're talking about kind of setting the tone and setting the setting of the game that you're playing in and what type of fiction you're involved in. And it's all fantasy, so it's really kind of up to you to what you allow. We used to do a lot of talk about playing different monsters. There's the Humanoids book for Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition, which has all kinds of crazy outlandish monsters that become player races and characters that you can run around being. And there's the idea of the reverse dungeons and stuff like that that people got into. Now, in games that are more swords and sorcery, like Hyperborea, you're 
kind of stuck with the human and that kind of sets the tone of the entire game it definitely sets a lot of what the dungeon master is preparing when suddenly we have all these races running around in the world are we talking about a setting and an experience that is more along the lines of tolkien or are we having an adventure fantasy that's more along the lines of conan now to some the difference may not matter a lot because they may not have really gotten into old pulp novels and pulp fiction or reading the lord of the rings novels but modern fiction and modern fantasy has a much wider variety of all sorts of different styles from steampunk to you name it in third edition they came out with a setting called ebron which blows my mind they have some sort of robot race in there to play and that was nothing i would have assumed as as fantasy but we don't have to limit fantasy to just Tolkien or, or Howard. I have this book for third edition, which I find interesting. And it's a book I've never actually used. It was put out by Fantasy Flight, and it is Mythic Races. And it's just chock full of all kinds of wide varieties of races for your third edition characters, most of which I can't pronounce and I've never heard of. And looking through it, I'm sitting here thinking, how unique of a setting can you create with all these crazy races what could they fit into with second edition they had the realms that were big there were realms like dark sun planescape spell jammers ravenloft forgotten realms and greyhawk i think i'm forgetting a few there but some of those realms had specific races to them that kind of set the flavor Dark Sun had, I believe it was called a mole or a mule, which was a, a hairless dwarf that lived in the desert. Because Dark Sun is more of this harsh desert world without steel. And Three Crane were these giant praying mantis creatures that were player characters in there. And then you go over to Planescape, where you're going from dimension to place, hopping around in the various realms in a city called v Sigil. And in there, we had the Tiefling for the first time pop up that I had seen as half demons all these different creatures you started doing strange stuff with with alignments and uh, religions and clerics and things started getting hazy because from one realm to another the same god rules didn't apply and the tiefling kind of fit into this setting so when i'm looking at what races are there i'm kind of asking myself what is this game like Palladium Books, the Palladium role-playing game, really emphasized the use of strange and bizarre monsters. Are you going to play a bugbear or a wolfman or a goblin of some sort? And you could really get into the edges and the outlandish. But Palladium also tends to run more of a, a big gonzo, free-for-all style of a game where you can just throw everything in the pot and go nuts with it. So we're getting to be about close i feel like i could go on for quite a few more uh minutes definitely at least an hour rambling on about races and covering it all but we need to cap it if you've enjoyed what i've had to say today share that episode listen to a few of the past ones and share those visit our blog it is www.wobbliesandwizards w-o-b-b-l-i-e-s-a-n-d wizards.com and give us a positive review on whatever app you're listening to this or whatever platform you found us on. Have a nice day and keep those dice rolling.